good afternoon out of the coal mine here with Pastor Mark Jasinski. It's good to be with you today. This uh, coming Sunday, we're going to continue our study in 1 Samuel. Um, I would encourage you to check out those sermons. They're on Facebook. You know, Facebook doesn't really index them so well for us. We're going to try to make a little change up as far as how we uh, record our sermons and uh, and where we put them. So that means a change to our website. So look for changes coming on our website, new links, new updates, new information, uh, and then hopefully new indexing of um, sermons uh, that we offer here as well. If you're looking for a church, I'd invite you to come check us out. Uh, Crossroads Fellowship CRC here in West Des Moines. And uh, you'll find a place here for sure to worship with other uh, believers. Um yeah, just uh, feel free to introduce yourself if you're here visiting as well. This Sunday, we <clears throat> we have the opportunity to ordain and install our new elders and deacons. So that ordination and installation process, the ordination is uh, for um, those elders and deacons who have not served as elder and uh, deacon ever. And so we ordain them with laying on of hands, prayer, um, and a charge, and then the installation is installing them into the office. And so what I want to do today is I want to read... What I'm going to have the new elders and deacons uh, agree to uh, in their ordination and installation, and then they'll sign what's called the Covenant for Office Bearers, and uh, I'll read that as well just so you know what they'll be signing. I'll read it during the service if you're here as well, but for our elders and deacons, uh, this is the charge, uh, the 2016 charge off of the CRC website. You can find all this information um, on our Christian Reformed uh, website, all our documents, and this is the form for the ordination of elders and deacons, and it reads this way. Congregation of Jesus Christ, today we celebrate God's gift of faithful leadership for his people. We joyfully thank him for elders and deacons who have served well and have completed their terms of office, and we praise him for providing their successors. In the office bearers of the church, we see the love of Christ for his people. As the Lord of the church, he appoints leaders to govern in his name, and to promote the spiritual well-being of his people. By his spirit, he equips these leaders so that believers may grow in faith, develop disciplined Christian living, serving others in selfless love, and uh, to share with all the good news of salvation. The Apostle Paul stated this most clearly when he wrote to the church. So Christ himself gave the, uh, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's from Ephesians four eleven to thirteen. And Jesus Christ taught us uh, taught us uh, the spirit of true leadership when he said, "Whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant, and whoever wants to become um, whoever wants to become first must become your slave." Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's Matthew twenty twenty six to twenty eight. So then the description of elders given to us in our liturgy is this. Elders serve by exercising oversight of the church in Christ's name. The Apostle Paul told the elders at Ephesus, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. That's Acts 20, 28. Elders must must provide for the true preaching of the word, instruction for faith formation for both youth and adults, regular celebration of the sacraments and faithful counsel and discipline while keeping in confidence those matters entrusted to them. And they must promote fellowship and hospitality among believers, ensure uh, ensure good order in the church and stimulate witness to all people. So that's that's the uh, charge, the expectation to the elders. Uh, to the deacons, it's this. 
Deacons serve by leading and equipping the church to minister to its members and the world in a rich diversity of ministries, awakening compassion, demonstrating mercy, seeking justice, and collaborating with God's Spirit for the transformation of persons and communities. In imitation of Christ's mercy, deacons teach us to to love God, our neighbors, and the creation with acts of generous sharing, joyful hospitality, thoughtful care, and wise stewardship of all God's gifts. Deacons offer holistic responses that respect the dignity of of all people, working to change uh, exploitative structures and systems, equipping the church for ministries of reconciliation and peacemaking, and seeking opportunities for advocacy. To help them accomplish these tasks, deacons are to identify and develop gifts in both the church and the community. By adding to all these words, all these words of encouragement and hope, deacons um, demonstrate in word and deed the care of the Lord himself. The deacons and elders together with the ministers are responsible for the general administration of the church. These tasks of elders and deacons call for the believers, call for believers who are Christ-like, who are mature in the faith, and who execute their offices with prayer, patience, and humility. Okay, so those are the expectations, the charge, and then we come to the vows. And so these are the vows that the new elders and the deacons are going to take in their ordination and installation. So I'll read this, and then I'll have their names included during the service, and then they're all going to answer. um, And I'll read a typical answer that they would give uh, to this uh, charge to these vows. And uh, so here's the vows. So today we intend to ordain elders and deacons and to install them for terms of service in this congregation. Those appointed to the office of elders are, and I'll say their names on Sunday, those appointed to the office of deacons, again, I'll say their name on Sunday, to express your acceptance of these offices, you are asked to stand and hear in the presence of God and his church to answer the following questions. Do you believe that in the call of this congregation, God himself is calling you to these holy offices? Do you believe that the Old and the New Testaments are both the Word of God, the only infallible rule of faith and life? Do you subscribe to the doctrinal standards of this church, rejecting all teaching which contradicts them? Do you promise to do the work of your offices faithfully in a way worthy of your calling and in submission to the government and discipline of the church? What is your answer? And the answer typically will be, I do, God helping me. So we'll go through the line of these men answering, and each will say, I do, God helping me. And then we have the ordination. And the ordination is typically the prayer that follows with the laying on of hands. And so you have the greater council come forward. And we will pray a prayer over those that are being ordained into these offices. And then the charge. And so we conclude with a charge both to elders and to deacons. And the charge to the the elders will be this. Uh, I'll say these words to to our two elders coming on. I charge you elders as shepherds of the flock to hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Be a friend and a Christ-led example to children. Give clear and cheerful guidance to young people. By word and example, bear up God's people in their pain and weakness and celebrate their joys with them. Hold and trust all sensitive matters confided to you. Encourage the aged to persevere in God's promises. Be wise counselors who support and strengthen the pastor. Be compassionate yet firm and consistent in rebuke and discipline. Know the scriptures, which are useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Pray continually for the church. Remember at all times that if you would truly give spiritual leadership in the household of faith, you must be completely mastered by your Lord, 1 Timothy 3, 2-7. And then the charge to the deacons as we come to a conclusion here. 
I charge you deacons to inspire faithful ministries of service to one another, to the larger community and to the world. Remind us that the Lord requires us to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God, Micah 6.8. Teach us to be merciful and to seize new opportunities to worship God with offerings of wealth, time, and ability. Realize that benevolence is a quality of our life in Christ and not merely a matter of financial assistance. Therefore, minister to, <clears throat> minister to rich and to poor alike, both within and outside the church. Weigh our opportunities for giving and service and use the church's resources discerningly. Be compassionate to those in need and treat them with dignity and respect. Hold and trust all sensitive matters confided to you. Encourage with words that create hope in hearts and with deeds that bring joy in lives. Be prophetic critics of uh, the waste, injustice, and selfishness of our society. And be sensitive counselors to the victims of such evils. Let your lives be above reproach. Live as examples of Christ Jesus. Look to the interest of others. And in all your ministries, help us participate in the renewing of all things, even as we anticipate its completion when God's kingdom comes. And then we have a charge to the congregation. So uh, the elders and deacons are placed, uh, you know, in service towards the congregation and leadership to the congregation. So the congregation has a response as well. And I charge the congregation with these words. I'll ask them to stand and I'll say, I charge you people of God to receive these office bearers as Christ's gift to the church, recognizing them the Lord's provision for healthy congregational life. Hold them in honor, take their counsel seriously, respond to them with obedience and respect, Accept their help with thanks, wholeheartedly participate in the ministries into which they lead you, sustain them in prayer, and encourage them with your support, especially when they feel the burden of their office. Acknowledge them as the Lord's servants among you. And then I'll ask the congregation, do you congregation pledge to receive them as you have been charged? And their answer is typically, we do, God helping us. And then we'll conclude the service with a prayer, a prayer over uh, that particular ordination and installation uh, service of this year. So it's a big Sunday, uh, bringing in our new elders and deacons. Again, I would encourage you to, to be a part of a church. Hopefully you've been a part of a church. If you're looking for a church, please come check out our church. Uh, we stand in the Dutch Reformed tradition. Uh, we're, we're Calvinists uh, theologically, not that uh, we follow Calvin, but Reformed theology is it's kind of our gig, right? So a charitable um, on secondary issues, on the main issues like the Apostles' Creed. Uh, we see the church exist all over the board, but uh, we're reformed in doctrine. Um, and today we bring in our elders and deacons who also hold to that same reformed theology that they'll teach and uh, make disciples with. All right, so I'm glad you could be with me today on uh, Out of the Coal Mine. I look forward to talking, talking uh, with you again soon.